following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome into a hump day edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, we are coming to you from Columbia in the Front Port Sports Headquarters, WKOM 1017 FM, and on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, not LinkedIn. Nah. We ain't messing with that. <laughs> ain't messing with LinkedIn, man. Try it that. Oof. If you've ever done LinkedIn Live, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Because I... We ain't doing it. We tried. It's 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 a hassle. Mo, Too much squeeze for the juice. Yeah. Yeah. It was just not <laughs> worth it. When I tell you, Mo, that we have one of the best shows lined up for you that we've had in a while, I'm not lying to you. We've got a phenomenal list of guests set to join us today, and I am looking forward to each and every one of them. And of course, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, where we have the weirdest and wildest news from across the world, which is always fun. We have a ton of top stories. Not much on the rundown, so it's a good thing. Yeah, because kind we got a, a ton of top stories. We got a lot to get to, so let's go ahead and do it. Yesterday's results, today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. In girls' high school basketball action on Tuesday night, Summertime went south of the border, picked up a fifty to forty-one win over Rogers of Alabama. Franklin County defeated Spring Hill forty-eight thirty-two. It was Loretto eighty. Host Lawrence County 42. Hampshire moves to 10 and 2 on the year with a 49-47 win over Cornersville. Murfreesboro Central doubles up Mount Pleasant 50 to 25 and Community with a 54-34 win over Richland. In boys action, Rogers handed Summertown boys their first loss of the year 69-61. It was Spring Hill going to Franklin County getting the win 44-34 over the Rebels. Lawrence County uh, defeated Loretto 56 to 47 in boys action. Cornersville 43, Hampshire 31, Murfreesboro Central down Mount Pleasant 55 25, and Richland with the eight point win holds on against Community 57 49. You can put up the sharp objects in Memphis. The Tigers coming up with a 92 78 win at FedEx Forum over Alabama last night. Also, Tennessee defeating South Carolina Upstate 96 52. Those two play each other Saturday at Bridgestone. That's right. It's going to be fun. Um, Today's college basketball schedule at 5 o'clock on ESPN Plus, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga plays at Belmont. We'll talk more about that one in a second. Also today at 6.30 on ESPN Plus, it's Middle Tennessee State traveling to Oxford, taking on ex-coach Kermit Davis and the Ole Miss Rebels. NBA action tonight. Grizzlies travel to Portland. That's a 9 o'clock tip. That's it. That's today's rundown.
All right, so let's jump right in, and uh, we've got a ton of football we're going to get to, put it that way. Um, and this is just straight off the top. We'll talk about this later in probably in more detail, but Gene Chizik is an idiot. Is an idiot. This is, by the way, I, I, I didn't delete this from last <clears throat> week. We literally had a top story about Gene Chizik being a tool on last Wednesday's show. What was last Wednesday's? I don't remember, but I know that I did not delete this hmm. and I didn't add this. It was already there. <laughs> so hmm. there you go. Maybe it's an, an ongoing trend. Perhaps yeah. the words of Chisdom are. <laughs> are not so much. Not so much. Yeah. So anyway, Gene Chizik made a uh, tweeted about. Texas offensive lineman getting paid $50,000 a year through NIL and just talked about how it wasn't good for college football. We well, you know what else isn't good for college football, Gene? Gene Chizik. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. At least they're doing it in the light instead of in the dark. I'm sorry. It's, it's totally legal for a dog track owner to make a donation to a a nonprofit church in Opelika. Totally legal to do that. I mean, what they do with the money after that, just because it went to the quarterback at Auburn at the time, it's not Gene Chizik's fault. Plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll talk more about NILs and whatnot later because there's some big news in college football today as it is early signing day. But there's some hoops we need to talk about, and you just mentioned it. Chattanooga, Belmont, tonight, Kirby Vent Center. The mocks rolling in at 9-1. and one. Um, Casey Alexander's Bruins, 8-3, and three, and no less an authority on college basketball than bracketologist Joe Lenardi calls this the best game of the night. Well, in his defense, and anybody who might think otherwise, I, the other best game of the night, <laughs> Mo, would maybe be MTSU Ole Miss because the rest of the slate is pretty thin. <laughs> okay. Well, still. But don't, don't deny these two mid majors their moment in the sun, Chris. Absolutely on, not. No. no. Look. Belmont is a good game no matter what. They're going to they're gonna play good basketball. They always do. And Chattanooga is really – I mean, they were the only team to beat um, – was it – who we were talking about somebody, and I said that, that they had lost to Chattanooga. Uh, I guess it was whoever JSU was playing that day, and I forget mm. who it was. But anyway, it, you know, this Chattanooga team quietly putting up some numbers. Lamont Paris's best team since he got there coming off of the um, Wisconsin coaching staff, I'm sure. Let's see. Let's look at Chattanooga's schedule right quick. They um, they beat UNC Asheville 78-73 in Asheville last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thumped beat- Lipscomb 85-64 a couple of Sundays ago. Um, edged. Host VCU 56-54 back on November 20th. <laughs> They've beaten Asheville twice, actually. They beat them 75-45 at the Roundhouse um, 
back in mid-November, and their only loss came to um, Charleston, 68-66. So. At home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, this is – this is this will be one of the better teams in the Southern Conference when conference play wraps up, and you know what Belmont does. So this is a big, I mean, resume builder for both these teams in terms of NCAA tournament play. Or Belmont has beaten Iona and Samford and St. Louis in their last five. Iona and Iona Who beat, beat Alabama. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just saying. This is going to be a good basketball. It's game. going to be a good basketball game again. It you is got a, ESPN Plus that, or or if you can get there, it's a five o'clock start. You still got a little time. Yeah, <laughs> you got a little bit of time anyway. <laughs> Hurry! Hurry now, though. Yeah. Um, talking about good basketball games. Thought Alabama Memphis last night was going to be good. Turned out to be a little, kind of a, a bummer. Well, if you're an Alabama fan, well. Or if you're just a uh, someone who's not a fan of either team and you were hoping for a good game, you didn't really get it. It was good in stretches. Yeah. But, but Alabama did not take particularly good care of the basketball. I don't know if that was Memphis's defense. I don't know if they weren't focused. I'm not sure what exactly that was about, but they they did not look they did not resemble the team that played Houston over the weekend. Not at all. Memphis plays really well at FedEx, man. And I'll tell you what, they got they got getting up and down and the fans got into it. It was um it was quite the atmosphere. And you kind of felt a little maybe desperation on Memphis's part. You know, mm-hmm. they went into that game on that four game losing streak and they got Tennessee coming up Saturday. And I don't know which if you're if you're Tennessee, I don't know what was better. If if Memphis had come in on a five game win streak or if they get this one under their belt and they start feeling a little bit better about themselves. Maybe maybe they got kind of got that cocky little, that, that swagger back. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean there's a, there's the thought that if if it if they lost, they're just continually down on themselves. But with the win, maybe they're a little less desperate than they were. But I don't think it matters. This is Memphis, Tennessee, man. And Memphis is always going to be up for this one because for whatever reason, even in basketball, they still feel like little brother. Well, and and I'll say this. I think I texted this to you last night. You know, that Alabama game, this Tennessee game, both more important to Memphis, really, because they're not going to get these type wins in conference play when they get into the American, unless unless it's a Houston or somebody like that. They're not going to see this caliber of competition night after night after night in the American. Tennessee and Alabama can build their resume in, in conference, conference play. So these are big games in December for Coach Penny and the Tigers, who were wearing their Memphis State jerseys last night, and I thought that was really cool. Much cooler than the floor. It's way better than the floor. <sighs> that floor is awful. Speaking of the floor, I tweeted last night. <clears throat> 
Whoever designed Richland's gym, I want them to be the official designer of all gyms from everywhere. Because the combination of the light wood floor color and the LED lights atop. Make for some great photos. Great photos. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't have to do anything to them. I, I mean, I, I went into the, I, I put them on my card, put them on the computer, and I was like, these are great. <laughs> I, love, I love that big logo. I love their logo yeah. to start with. And then... It goes almost three point line to three point line, mm-hmm. which is great in and of itself. And then I had a friend last night, a, a guy who used to work at Hartzell, a newspaper in Hartzell, and now works in Mississippi. He's like, "Man, I love that baseline seating." I'm like, "You mm-hmm. know, we, we got a couple of gyms here. Well, at, at least three. That Not I can to think that of. degree, though. Yeah, I mean, Summer Towns is what eight or nine rows, and then CA's and, got. CA's got a few baby baby bleachers at the baseline and Santa Fe has some above the rim Mm -hmm. on their baseline and then some on the other end on the floor. So we've got a few gyms that have that, but it's, it's nice. It's just weird to me that that's not where the students sit, but it's also the direction that Richland goes in the second half. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, baseline seating, whoever designed that gym, they should be the, Gym designer of all schools forever. Everywhere. <laughs> we'll talk more high school hoops later in the show with, uh, we'll get to some Clarksville stuff with Brady McTanny from Main Street Preps. We'll also talk to brand new independence football coach Scott Stidham. Announced today, story on MainStreetPreps.com. And MainStreetMurray.com. And MainStreetMurray.com. But next, we visit with the first female play-by-play announcer on television for the Blue Cross Bowl, Don Davenport, former Auburn volleyball player. So stick around. It's going to be fun. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. 
Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Better is relative, I guess. (laughs) Then again. (laughs) Isn't everything, Chris? It really is. It's all in your, uh, the way you look at it. It's all perspective. Perspective. Welcome back in. This is a hump day edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Coming to you from the Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 101.7 FM and on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else you might can find video of us. We're everywhere, man. We're almost like Charles Pulliam. Not Almost. Quite. <laughs> Almost. Welcome back in there. I'm excited. We have a phenomenal guest standing by on the line. And, you know, Mo, when you, I guess when JP and you kind of caught the voice over the SEC championship game that was playing on the television we were watching. And the hubbub of the media workroom. Yeah, when you guys <clears throat> caught this voice, it was pretty exciting, you know, and got got to kind of witness and listen to history, which was a lot of fun. And now we bring in one part of 3HL on 104.5 The Zone, but the first female play-by-play broadcaster for a Blue Cross Bowl telev- television game Don Davenport. Don, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. Chris and Mo, how's it going, guys? We're we're doing well. We're not getting ready for bowl games. Well, we're getting ready in our own small way, but <laughs> but we're not getting ready like you are. But um appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule of journalism and motherhood to to talk to us for a little bit. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on it. I will say it is the craziest time of year. Everyone's like, Oh, it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm like, Oh, it's the busiest time of year. That's for sure. With all the football games with, uh, you know, regular jobs with, uh, getting ready for Christmas with an 18 month old, which is pretty fun. It is certainly a crazy busy time right now with the Titans, you know, rocking towards the finish of the season. But I got to tell you, I, it's my favorite. By far, my favorite time of the year. So um, busy, busy, but certainly great. Now, what, on 3HL, do you sit between Brent and Slay? <laughs> no. So our, our circle, we're basically in a big circle. And, you know, we're, we always have been anyway. But especially after COVID, we're, we're still uh, well over six feet apart. So at least I've got my space there. But it goes basically Slay, Brent is to the left of Slay, and then I'm to the right of Brent. 
so that's kind of our circle. So I have plenty of space, but yeah, it's uh, I, I do not sit in between those. But sometimes I feel like I'm standing in between them and trying to keep them both in line. Yeah, it's like that the was, hardest job I've ever had. That w- that was kind of the point I was trying to get to. I feel like you <laughs> that that show probably needs a traffic cop, and you probably come the closest to providing it. So so yeah, um, Mo, I can't tell you how many times, and you know me because we we've. we've covered high school sports for years together ever since I moved here you were one of the first people I met and I just adore you but you know I'm I'm a little bit of a control freak sometimes right <laughs> so um I can't tell you how many times in the middle of our show I have sent those two fools a text and said yo get back on track <laughs> <laughs> cut their mic yeah their we mic. Yeah. they have to do that to me sometimes here Don. don't don't uh, Captain Chaos over here, so I, I'm, you know, we have we have t- cops here, and I'm definitely not one of them. So I, I applaud your job. <laughs> it's fun though. I tell you what, and you guys know this. Like your your coworkers matter so much for how much you enjoy your job. And Brent is just amazing. You know him; he's been here forever. And then Slay has just been such a phenomenal addition to our show, to our family, all of it. I didn't know him prior to him hopping on our show. And he's just, he's been amazing. He was my spotter, by the way. He was part of history too. So he he served as my spotter um, up in the booth for high school. And he was like, wait, I'm not allowed to talk up here? I'm like, no. Like people could hear you through the headphone. No, no talking. We got hand signals. This is what we're doing. He's like, wait, I can't talk at all. I'm like, no. <laughs> I couldn't have done that. that. That's that's hilarious because I've I've known Ron since he was in high school and and he's always been that way. When you talk about bringing the energy, that's always been him. And so getting him to not talk, that's a feat in and of itself right there, Don Davenport. Um going back to the Blue Cross Bowl telecast of that Hampton Westview game that you did and I was a little stunned when I asked you about becoming the first female to do play-by-play for a televised Blue Cross Bowl and you responded that you didn't know um I guess it's great that you didn't know that nobody made a big deal of it but as you've had a chance to absorb that over the last couple of weeks or so what is it like knowing that you were the first and and no matter who does it from going forward, you'll always be the first. Yeah. I I had no idea until you told me and it's pretty cool. And, and yeah, maybe it is a good thing that it wasn't, um, you know, a, a huge deal. I guess I think a lot of people too, a lot of people read your article that you wrote and, and I got such amazing feedback from people around our community and, um, and, and maybe it's because a lot of people were surprised that it hadn't happened already or that it's taken this long, you know? And, and I was surprised when you told me because I've always felt like I am a woman in sports who is just benefiting from all those that came before me that had already, you know, kind of cracked that, that feeling. And I never thought of myself as one to be doing that, if that makes sense. I, I just thought other people have done it before me and have helped to pave my path so that I can do what I do. And it, it's kind of surreal 
to sit back now after I chatted with you and now after we're a couple weeks out and realize, oh, okay, there might have been a girl out there watching saying, oh, that's what I want to do. She's doing it. And, and that that's never happened before. It's, it's crazy to me. So uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty surreal. And I'm, I'm hoping that there'll be plenty of others after me. Well, you need to get plenty of them out of the way as well, Anna. We really enjoyed listening to that broadcast. thought you did a phenomenal job. It is not an easy thing to do, as JP will tell you, is doing play-by-play. And, uh, you know, when you, especially when you're you're trying to describe something that people are watching, it's a little different. Yeah. You can't, on, on radio, you can say something and maybe you might have been a little wrong. But on television, folks saw it. So you got to get it right. And that's got to be a little, a little concerning when you're up there and making sure everything is, is done correctly. But, you know, speaking with Don Davenport here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, I just, I feel like, you know, Tennessee and Middle Tennessee is starting to become a little more uh, diverse in sports in general. We've got we've always had some pretty good basketball players, but high school football has really kind of come on as a strong suit here. And now you have some of the best uh, pro sports and whatnot. How how cool is it to be in Nashville at this time when we're kind of but you know, I guess sprouting now, and we we've budded for so long, and now sports are just a massive part of this community. Yeah, that's a great point, and I kind of have a uh, like the luxury of being out there and getting people's reaction to Nashville and to the Titans and to what our city is, just with working for ESPN and going, you know, to different. Um, different cities, talking to different coaches and working different college football games every single week. So I get to see firsthand the reaction like, oh, where are you from? Oh, you live in Nashville. Oh, wow. The Titans are doing great. Oh, wow. Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. You know, we've got this kid that we recruited out of Nashville on our roster. You know, there's just there's so much excitement. And every single time you say I'm from Nashville, just people's eyes light up because they love this city and we're on the map. And that's been a big change, obviously. I know, um, Mo, I know you've been here forever. I've been here, what, 15 years now. And just to see the transition of what this city has become, especially from a a sports conversation standpoint. I mean, there's talk of, you know, Major League Baseball team. Like, Nashville is tops of that list to come here. Like, this city has ingrained itself into the nationwide sports kind of profile. And that is so fun to be a part of it. And then outside of that, we get to live in this city and see all the great people and benefit from, from how great middle Tennessee as a whole is and what a great place it is to live. So it's been really fun for me just traveling outside of kind of even the sec footprint this year, because I, you know, I worked for sec network specifically for the last three years this year I kind of switched to ESPN and did a bunch of ESPN ESPN two games instead so I've kind of gotten out of the SEC as much I still got to see some SEC teams but it's been awesome just to see the reaction of people when you talk Nashville and and really the Titans too a lot of talk on what this football team is doing because we always talk about how the national media media doesn't give the Titans the respect they deserve and I've been able to kind of see that firsthand that it's out there. 
Yeah, I was. Um, I looked up at the screen and I was out yesterday when Pardon the Interruption was on, and, and one of their graphics said, who do you feel like has a better chance of winning the AFC, the, uh, the, the Patriots or the Chiefs? And I'm like, what? E- exactly. You know, maybe uh, the number one seed or the number not two seed. I <laughs> Definitely mean, not the two. Yeah. So it, it's, right. it's interesting. Right. And about that team in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's just kind of interesting to watch the national, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield and talk about no respect, but it's, it's just amazing <laughs> how easily the Titans are explained away over and over and over again on a national level. And, you know, like you said, Dom, by you getting out to some different places and that type thing, you you get probably a little bit more opportunity to hear those conversations. But um, Nashville as a whole is really making an impact sports-wise. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, we still see, obviously, the national – nowadays it's, oh, well, Derrick Henry's injured, and, and they don't have him now. And look at the – so, you know, there's – you overlook them. Well, they lost their two last two before their bye week, and they're in this kind of position as a team, so we don't have to talk about that. You know, it's it's crazy. It's always some kind of excuse. Oh, their quarterback isn't Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Right, he's not. There's a whole lot of quarterbacks that aren't, but they're good enough. He's good enough. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's crazy. But but I also – perfect example, my analyst for my, my – college football crew this year is Kirk Morrison so lives out in LA does it a bunch of stuff for um serious with the Rams and all of that and he immediately like when we started the season was like hey man Titans are like making moves like what Brable has done there what Don Robinson has done there what that organization is nowadays you know they're a consistent contender and of course the talk about Derrick Henry so you know I think it's 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 happening. The disrespect is still there because there's always an excuse for it, obviously. Um, but but I definitely think like the respect is coming when it comes to the Titans because they're consistently getting it done and consistently putting them in a pos- themselves in a position to be there in the postseason. Don Davenport here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Don, we've got a couple of minutes left. Tell us about where you're going to be over the next few weeks. Uh, I know that you will be in Orlando. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm like, well, hold on. Let me pull up my schedule because I don't even remember which teams <laughs> I'm working, where I'm going. Yeah. No. Um, well, my first one, yes, on Friday is the Cure Bowl. Um, so I'm working that. That'll be on, I believe, at the ESPN. Um, that's Coastal Carolina taking on Northern Illinois. and Inside of a soccer stadium. Way. Yes, but it's like you have two teams and two fan bases that are all in on this, right? Like Coastal Carolina has never won a bowl game. They made it to their first one last year where they weren't allowed to have fans, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, so we're about to walk it. Northern Illinois hasn't won a bowl game since 2011. They just won the MAC, like. Their coach is, I, I just absolutely adore him in Thomas Hammock, Hammock. So I feel like, you know, I feel like this is kind of a fun one. Everybody's like, oh, kids are opting out of bowl games. They're hitting the transfer portal. They don't care. I'm like, not with these two these teams. These aren't. Every no. single one of them are playing. Yeah, they're ready. They want to win. It's important to them. So, yeah, I've got that in Orlando where it's 85 degrees. Yes. <laughs> um, and then I'll be in 
Phoenix doing radio for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, and then I'll be in Vegas on the 30th for the Las Vegas Bowl, um, which, yes, which will be a lot of fun. So I've got all warm places for my bowl destinations, and I cannot tell you how excited I am about that. Well, we can't tell you how excited we are to have had you, Dawn. Thank you so much for taking time with us today. We appreciate it. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. Have a great week. Come back, Brady McAtamney, right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fastop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fastop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. sports talk you'll only find here it's southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back in southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint i am uh i don't know why i was nervous introducing dawn in the last segment but not nearly as nervous this time sorry brady <laughs> <laughs> but ouch ouch i don't know it's, it's, oh, you know Man. it's not every day that you get That's to rough. it's not every day you get to talk to the first female who broadcasts a blue cross bowl telecast you know um mo i i, I gotta tell you this and brady brady mcatany is on the line with us and he's gonna talk some clarksville area hoops here in just a second but the spartan fan brady <laughs> the Michigan Stater thought he was going to find out today 
whether or not five-star offensive tackle Keonta Goodwin was going to join his team up in uh, East Lansing. Mm-mm. And kid has a press conference, puts the hats on the table, Michigan State and Kentucky. Says, oh, I'm not signing today. <laughs> but I do want to announce that I have a NIL deal with Takis. <laughs> And I'm committing to snacks. Oh. He didn't say this the last part, but wow. did not commit to a school, but definitely committed to snacks. Yeah. So he's got well, he, all these chips on the table. Big, he's a big boy, so he, he, he needs to snack every now and then. Dude is massive, and it's so funny. There's just a big Takis like sign behind him. It's this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Man, that man has got his priorities straight, huh? <laughs> Oh man, that is that's phenomenal, man. Brady, welcome in. Thanks for joining us, Brady McAtamy from Main Street Preps up in the Clarksville area. What's going on, buddy? Not too much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, they, nobody better to talk Clarksville hoops than the guy who's there all the time. Like, dude, you are. It's it's like every night I see. Some pictures and game threads from you. Yeah, it's uh, there's, there's a lot of good basketball up here. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams to cover, and you know, I, I enjoy getting to those games. You know, I've uh, I've got good relationships with a lot of the coaches up here. A lot of good basketball players that are, you know, going fun to watch every single night. And uh, if I'm gonna see all of them, you know, I gotta be active. So uh, I like to uh, I like to catch as many games as I can. Man's out there grinding. And like you said, Clarksville's got some really good basketball, and they've had some pretty good basketball for a pretty good while. Um, Big game coming up later this week as one of our teams comes up that way. Columbia Academy will take on host Clarksville Academy in a um, holiday tournament situation on Friday over at CA North, (laughs) I guess. Um, That's right, yeah. Brady, tell us a little bit about that Clarksville Academy team because it, it sounds like, you know, from keeping up with you on Twitter and that kind of thing, they've gotten off to a pretty good start. Yeah, they're a pretty good basketball team. Looking at their record, you wouldn't necessarily see it. And uh, their head coach, Tyler Hickman, he's the uh, he's a former coach at Centennial, uh, was brought up before last season to coach Clarksville Academy. Um, he, he said that, you know, they're not worried about their non-district record. Um, because they played some very good basketball teams. They uh, had a really close game against Beach, a uh, really close game against Pope John Paul, a really close game against West Creek, one of the public schools up here. Um, but they've also won some pretty big games. Um, but uh, they're led by a, a three-star recruit, junior Eddie Ricks, um, a five foot seven, believe it or not, kind of a guard. Um, he's very long, very good scorer, um, very bouncy. He's always good for a couple of dunks a night to you know get the gym a little bit rowdy, um, but they've got some very good pieces around them as well. A lot of football players as well. Um, guys like Keith Richford, who was one of my um, all-district football players. Um, he's a very good rebounder, uh, scorer, both in the paint. Uh, a really good freshman point guard named Trey Rideau. He's, uh, he's going to be a guy who's uh, playing good basketball here for a while. Um, really just, they, they're a good athletic basketball team. Um, there's not a lot of holes. It's really just a matter of whether they're showing up to play every single night because they have had games where they kind of played their opponents. Um, but when they're playing their best basketball, they're a very, very good team. 
You mentioned their record looks like they're about four and four, right around 500, but two of their losses lost a 62 60 decision to Beach and a 60, buzzer beater and a 62 61 loss to Pope Prep. So they, they are certainly playing the top competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And of course, that's by design. You know, they want to get their their guys experience against this top competition because uh, they're going to be facing some good teams in district play. Of course, they'll, they'll be going through good pasture, um, who we know is, you know, one of the better teams in the mid-state, if not in Tennessee. So they want to prepare for teams like that because they know that when they're, when they're playing their best basketball, they can compete with teams like that and they want to go as far as they can. Brady, you know, one of the teams that kind of, splashed onto the scene last year was Rossview who you know had a district championship they you know, hosted a region tournament game but then well they lost everybody so yeah. they kind of had to start over uh you know how does a how does a program like that you know completely change every single player on the team almost Including defensive player of the year uh, Ronald Jessamy, H- how do you, how do they bounce back and you know repeat that success from last year? Um, well, it's not easy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, yeah, like you said, losing losing Ronald Jessamy, um, he actually led the state last year in blocks per game as a sophomore. Um, that kid it was just he, he's a, he's a massive force both in size and in impact. Uh, he transferred to a school, I, I believe, in West Virginia. Of course, that hurts for them, um, losing a guy of that uh, of that quality. Uh, I believe <laughs> I heard from a fan last year that as a sophomore in high school, he wore a size 19 shoe. That doesn't even sound real, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just insane. Yeah, um, but they lost a lot of other good players as well. A lot of seniors who uh, were good leaders for that program. You know, Rossview was kind of one of those teams last year that they didn't necessarily have to go best players, you know, outside of Jessamy, who was a first-team guy for me. Um, outside of him, they didn't really have like, the best players, but they were a very cohesive unit led by seniors um, that just played, you know, good basketball. So losing that, they lose, um, you know, just kind of a lot of that maturity in big games. Um, they've still got some good players. Uh, their point guard, Ty Butler, is a, is a good player. They've got a uh, kid, Julian Hatfield, who's pretty big down in the post. They brought in a football player, Seneca Bradley, who I believe is mulling over some potential D1 offers of football. He's he's huge. Uh, that's, a, that's a big kid. He plays tight end and defensive end for them. Uh, so he's, a good, he's a good kind of replacement post-presence. Um, but they're going to have to, you know, get better as the season goes on. It seems like they have done that. They've played some good games with uh, Station Camp, Kenwood, you know, some, so some good basketball teams. Um, but they definitely have a long way to go if they're going to uh, kind of replicate that success they had last year. You mentioned there's a lot of good basketball up in the Clarksville area, and that's just, I mean, it's kind of always been that way, I guess, Mo. Uh, Clarksville's always been a, a kind of a hotbed for talent, and that typically means you have some pretty good teams. Who do you feel like is the class of the Clarksville area? Well, looking at the boys' side right now, um, before the season, I would have said Clarksville Academy. Um, but, you know, we talked, they t- they've taken a couple lumps early this season. Of course, those were very close games. Um, but right now, I would say it's probably Clarksville High. 
Now, this is a team that went to state last year. They gave uh, eventual champion Houston their toughest game of the of their state tournament run. You know, it was really kind of a surprise run by them because they only ran about a six man lineup. They didn't really have anyone taller than six three, six four, so they were a pretty small team. Um, but they just played great basketball. Now they lost four starters from that team, but they've retained their best player, JJ Weiss, who is just an incredible point guard. Um, this is a guy who should be playing college basketball uh, in a year from now. Um, and he, he's just one of those guys that makes everyone around him better. They've got some good players around him as well. Not quite as good as last year, um, but they're definitely going to be a team that um, they're already really good. I, don't, I think they, I don't even know if they have a loss yet. I don't have their record in front of me. Um, now, now I'll be able to settle that debate between Clarksville and Clarksville Academy very soon because those teams actually play tomorrow. Mo mentioned that holiday tournament, and uh, they're playing each other tomorrow. So uh, it won't take long to really see who is the best team. There you go. And on the girls' side, uh, who, who is kind of standing out there? Well, kind of a similar story. Uh, before the season, I would have said Northwest because they went to uh, Substate last year, um, played a good page. Uh, team and lost that game by about 10 points. Also lost 11 by about 10 points. So close games against premier programs. I'm, I'm just um, glad to hear somebody say sub-state because whenever I say, because whenever I say it, somebody wants to correct me. They're sectionals. No, they're sub-states. So thank you, Brady. I appreciate that. Do continue. So anyway, yeah. So, so I would have said Northwest before the season. Um, but Last week, uh, they played Rossview, uh, and Rossview is, uh, you know, just traditionally a very good basketball program. They're not necessarily on that same level as Lebanon, um, but they're, you know, kind of a tier below that, I would say. Um, and Rossview beat them by like 25 points. So Rossview right now is absolutely the best team. Um, kind of a reverse situation of their boys team where instead of losing everybody, they brought pretty much everybody back, including Eastern Illinois commit Sydney James Roach. Um, they've got, you know, basically everything you need. I talked to their coach after that win against Northwest. I asked them if she feels like that there's anything that their team is lacking. And she just goes, no, not really. I think we've got everything we need. So uh, that kind of tells you just kind of how complete that team is. It's unusual to hear a coach say that, especially this early in the year. Oh, no, we're good. We're a complete team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just got to keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> That's That ne- exactly. almost never happens. Done. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, again, and and I just wanted to kind of get you on the show here to talk about it because, uh, you know, Columbia Academy does travel to Clarksville Academy this week. And, uh, you know, just kind of getting some – getting our heads around Middle Tennessee basketball right now. I mean, we just kind of got out of football. And I know you've been in basketball for quite some time now. I guess after Clarksville, did they they lost in the semifinals. Is that right? Uh, Clarksville lost in – I guess around before. So four, quarters. Four finals, I want to say. Yeah, they, lost, they lost to beat pretty bad. Yeah, they lost That's to right. beat, and Montgomery Central lost to Tullahoma the same round. Well, you know, losing to Tullahoma, not a bad thing. <laughs> if you're going to lose to somebody, yeah, lose to the champ. <laughs> yeah, no shame in that. That's what I say. No, I, so um, – you know, we're just kind of trying to get our heads around what's going on in the Middle Tennessee area, and, and you guys are doing a fantastic job up there at Main Street Clarksville, MainStreetClarksville.com, MainStreetPreps.com. Uh, I, I know that you are looking forward to getting to some other holiday tournaments. What, what have you got on the schedule over the holidays here? We've got about two minutes. Oh, boy. So um, 
to the, like we talked about that uh, West Creek tournament, or I'm sorry, that Clarksville Academy tournament. Uh, you know, West Creek will be there, Clarksville will be there, Clarksville Academy will be there. Obviously, Columbia Academy will be there, um, along with some other teams in the area. Um, I know we got uh, teams playing in a uh, Todd Central tournament for anyone in uh, that might happen to be in that area. Uh, Northeast is going to be going to Gallatin, I believe. Clarksville Academy might be going to Florida. They are. They're playing in the Panama City tournament after Christmas. I was going to see if you were stowing away. Yeah, yeah. I I wish I could travel along with them because Florida would not be a bad place to be this time of year. Um, But instead, I'm going to be in the opposite direction. I'm going to be up north in Michigan where uh, (laughs) we'll probably get some snow instead of sunlight. Um, Rossi is going to be playing in the tournament over at uh, Henry County. Um, I mentioned that Gallatin tournament, uh, Northeast uh, playing. Hendersonville on the girls' side, and the Northeast boys are going to be playing there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's you know a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh, I know I think Rockville has been something. You know, there's there's a lot of these to keep up with, but uh, definitely a lot of uh, basketball around the state during the holidays. Brady McTamney here from Main Street Preps, Main Street Clarksville. Thanks for taking some time with us today, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Chris and Mo. You got it. When we come back, we are going to talk about some NLIs, not NILs, but also maybe some NILs. (laughs) So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns after this. 